0: You are about to enter the world of humble hauntings. But first, a message from our friends at Hush Hush Society. Greetings, I'm Declassified Dave. I'm Mystery Mike.
1: I'm Slick Frank Sanders. Join us on the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour Mondays,
0: where we look into the dark secrets of the conspiratorial world.
1: We'll explore the likes of government cover-ups, the existence of otherworldly beings, unexplained phenomena, and cryptids. We tackle these topics with an open mind, a sense of humor, and dapper drippage. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and listen on all podcast platforms.
0: And now, for today's story. What's that? Ah, yes, that's the one. You're getting good at this. I'm almost tempted to keep you on as a library assistant. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We need to stop this monster of yours first. Among other things. And I would have to take it up with Barnaby. He runs the esoteric library for me, so you would be working under him. No, I'm quite serious. Why do you ask? Well, of course cats can run libraries. Why are you always asking such silly questions? <sighs> oh, never mind. Yes, this is the one, alright. In the darkest corners. Some of the most unsettling creatures of Japanese folklore lie within these pages. If Earth's Japan is where this all started, there's a good chance we'll find some answers in this book. Now, settle in and let's begin. Japan's rich folklore has inspired and captivated not only the Japanese people themselves, but people from all over the world. Their tales of otherworldly creatures and terrifying spirits weave their way into countless books, movies, and art all across the globe, enriching the imaginations of every person they touch. Some of the world's darkest and most spine-chilling tales come from the fables and urban legends of Japan, which have had a huge impact on the horror genre as a whole. When you read or listen to these stories, it's not hard to see why. Not every creature in Japanese folklore seems intimidating at first. Take the chochi no bake, for example. The chochi no bake, or paper lantern ghost, is a type of yokai Yokai are supernatural creatures and phenomena from Japanese folklore. This term is used to describe a broad range of beings, including ghosts, demons, gods, and transformed humans or animals. In fact, many yokai have humanoid or animalistic features. Some even have the appearance of an inanimate object, as in the case of the Chochi This yokai is formed when an ordinary paper lantern becomes too old. If the lantern does reach an advanced age, it may turn into a chochinobake. First, a mouth and long tongue will appear in the form of a rip along one of the lantern's wooden ribs. Then, from the upper part of the lantern, one or two eyes will pop out, protruding from the lantern in an almost cartoonish like fashion. On some occasions, though very rarely, the paper lantern ghost will even sprout arms and legs. But for the most part, chochinobake are not dangerous creatures. They spend most of their time surprising or scaring folks with their cackling and large rolling eyes and tongue. But this does not mean you should let your guard down. For every once in a while, an onryo will disguise itself as a chochinobake. An onryo is a vengeful or wrathful spirit. But not only that, it is believed that these spirits are unique and that they can cause physical harm or death to people in the mortal realm. Some even have the strength to cause natural disasters. Crossing the path of an onryo might be the very last thing you do. Another yokai who doesn't seem like the biggest threat in the world is the katakirawa, These creatures take the form of a black piglet with one ear and glowing red eyes. They also have no shadow. Though they don't seem too dangerous, be warned. The Katakirawa is a malicious being, and if they pass between your legs, they can steal your soul, ripping it away from your body as they run away. You can prevent this from happening, however, if you cross your legs in time. But some yokai don't always start as unnerving or mysterious creatures. Some start out as normal human beings. Take, for instance, the tale of the Futakuchiona. The Futakuchiona, or two-mouthed woman, is a woman who is cursed with a second, larger mouth that forms on the back of her head, beneath her hair. The woman's skull begins to split apart and form lips, a tongue, and a full set of teeth. It is a completely functional mouth that can both speak and eat twice as much as the normal person. There are a few different legends concerning the origin of this curse. Some say that the second mouth appears when a particularly stingy woman is hit on the head with an axe by her husband as he chops wood. The place where the axe has split her skull never heals, instead becoming a second mouth. Another legend tells of a woman becoming a futakuchiona by starving her stepchildren while making sure her own blood-related offspring are always well-fed. The stepchild who dies of the starvation will come back as a vengeful spirit, possessing the mother or the daughter by becoming a second mouth on the back of their head. But the most common story is that a woman becomes a futakuchiona by not eating enough. More specifically, it is a woman of a miser, or a greedy man, who gives her little to eat. To compensate for this lack of food, a second mouth mysteriously appears on the back of the woman's skull, whispering threats or even screeching obscenities and causing the woman excruciating pain if she does not feed it. Soon, the hair will take on a serpent-like nature, allowing the second mouth to use it as a sort of appendage to take whatever food it wishes. And while no food passes the futakuchiona's human lips, the second mouth takes in double the food a normal human being could consume. But there are many creatures in Japanese folklore that are much more than merely mischievous or troublesome. Many are quite deadly and are not beings you would likely survive meeting if you had the misfortune of crossing their path. In Japanese folklore, water is believed to be a channel to the world of the dead. The bottom of a well, especially, was seen as a direct connection to this world. But wells were also a popular hiding spot for murderers to dispose of bodies. Due to its connection to the afterlife, getting rid of a body by tossing it down a well was believed to create a powerful curse. The kyokotsu, for example, which literally translates to crazy bones, is a skeletal specter wronged in life and is now holding a grudge even after death. It has the appearance of a human skeleton, dressed in the traditional white burial kimono, with long white wisps of hair atop its skull. Those who choose to grab water from an ancient well should take care, for as they bring up the bucket, the kyokotsu will spring forth as it reaches the top of the well to attack like a terrifying, and sometimes deadly, jack-in-the-box. The The yuki-ona, which translates into snow woman, is a being that stalks and hunts humans near snowy mountain roads. They are said to possess an otherworldly beauty, with long black hair and skin as white as the snow in which they dwell. They possess the most piercing eyes, and their touch is said to chill a person right down to their very bones. They typically prey on travelers, though some have been said to break into a person's home. They freeze their victims' bodies and then feed off the life force within. And though they are natural killers, not all yuki-ona are purely cold-blooded. Tales of these beings falling in love with their victims and letting them go is not uncommon. Some are even said to marry humans. But as the yuki ona never age, their true nature is soon discovered. These marriages don't tend to end happily. One legend in particular speaks of a man who insisted he was married to a yuki ona. He said his wife was unimaginably beautiful pale as the moon with the most piercing eyes. But he soon noticed something strange about her. His lovely wife refused to bathe. On a particularly cold night, he insisted she take a hot bath to warm herself. She refused, but the husband continued to insist, telling her she would surely freeze to death if she didn't. When she realized her dear husband would not take no for an answer, She gave in and agreed to the hot bath. When her husband came back to check on her a few minutes later, all he could find were a few icicles melting in the tub. The yamuaba, or mountain hag, are the witches and crones of the Japanese forests and mountains. Though they were born human, they were corrupted and turned into monsters. How exactly they are transformed depends on who is telling the story. Some believe yamuaba are created when a young woman is accused of an evil deed and runs away in the forest to live her life in exile. Gradually, as these women age, they transform into the yamuaba. Some sport fangs or horns, but most look like harmless old women until they attack. Some say the origins of the Yamuaba were born in the times of economic hardships or devastating famines. During these difficult periods in history, it was not uncommon for poor families, unable to feed everyone under their roof, to sacrifice the very old or very young by leaving them in the woods. Many times, it was the elderly who suffered this fate villagers would make the difficult sacrifice in order to keep the rest of their family from starving. And in doing so, they would be forced to lead their elderly mothers deep in the forest and leave them there to die. It is believed that either from fear, desperation, or anger at being discarded, the elderly women transformed, becoming monsters of the forest. Dark witches who feasted on human flesh. Hello, MJ McAdams here. Today's tales will continue after a brief message from our sponsors. So stick around. More haunts are waiting for you just around the corner. But some of the most fearsome creatures in Japanese folklore are the Oni. Oni translates into demon or ogre. And they are the bringers of destruction, plague, and disaster. They are the yokai charged with punishing hell's damned souls. In appearance, they are towering humanoid creatures with horns and tusk-like fangs. Most have red or blue colored skin, though it can vary depending on the tail. They wear only loincloths, made from the fur of large predators, and possess an inhuman strength. Many are even accomplished dark sorcerers. Most oni weren't born that way. An oni is formed when a truly evil and despicable person dies, and is sent to one of the Buddhist hells. Here, they transform into the oni and serve the great lord Inma, ruler of hell. It is their job to punish the wicked souls of hell, those who were evil in life, but not evil enough to become one of the oni. They take great joy from their work, tearing skin away, breaking bones, and beating the wicked with crude iron clubs. But the descent to hell isn't the only way to become an oni. It is said that a truly evil person may transform into an oni while they are still alive, after which they remain on earth forevermore, tormenting mortals wherever they go. The greatest and most wicked of this type of oni was known as Shutindoji, Doji, the king of the Oni. As a child, Shutindoji Doji was devilishly intelligent and inhumanly strong for his age. Because of this, those around him called him a demon child and did not accept them as their own. He became shy and bitter due to the cruel treatment of those around him. At the age of six, his own mother abandoned him due to his supernatural differences. Orphaned and alone, Shuten left to join a temple in Kyoto to become a monk, but he found no kinship with his fellow acolytes who disliked him for his superior strength and intellect. As Kuten grew older and more resentful, he turned to drinking to cope though it was forbidden for monks to consume alcohol. But he did not care and prided himself on his ability to drink anyone under the table. It was his drinking that earned him the nickname Shuten Doji, which means little drunkard. On the night of a great festival, he became drunk and donned an oni mask to jump out and scare his fellow monks. But at the end of the night, Shuten Doji found that he couldn't remove the mask. It was now a part of him forever, his eternal face. Frightened and ashamed, he fled to the mountains where he remained, far from the judgmental eyes of those who shunned him. But this is not where his story ends. In the mountains he remained for a time, glad to be away from humans who he saw as weak and foolish. He would only go into the villages when he needed to steal food or large quantities of alcohol. His thievery soon attracted other thugs and criminals, who, over time, became his loyal band of followers. Living in the mountains, Shuten began to practice and master dark sorcery. He taught this magic to his loyal band of thieves and thugs, who over time, along with Shuten Doji himself, transformed into real oni due to their evil ways. Together, they plundered villages, murdered innocents, and captured young virgins to drink their blood and feed upon their raw organs the evil band of Oni eventually settled in the Grand Dark Castle atop Mount Eo, where they planned on taking over the capital and putting Shuten Doji on the throne as emperor. But their plan and their evil deeds were put to an end when the famed warrior Minamoto no Yorimitsu and his band of heroes stormed the castle. With the help of a powerful poison put in the Oni's alcohol, the warriors were able to slay the demons and cut off the head of Shuten Doji. Legend says that even after the head was severed, the king of the oni still tried to bite at his slayers. Being an unholy creature, the head of Shuten Doji was buried beneath a mountain pass known as Oinosaka, just outside the city limits. To this day, It is said to sit deep within the earth, never to cause havoc or disaster, ever again. Well? Anything? Damn! I was hoping, well... No matter, I suppose. We better get back to it and. You do remember something. Well, spit it out then! Some sort of. Fox Maiden? I highly doubt your monster is a kitsune, my dear Captain. They don't make that hideous roar, for one thing. Something like a Kitsune. Maiden of the forest, possibly? Hmm. I see. And she was with your monster? Do you remember who she was? Your lover? Well, uh, is she in danger? Does the monster have her? she's dead oh I'm I'm so sorry I what in all the gods names was that Barnaby what is going on out there I need to see this for myself huh all right then captain I must ask that you stay here until I return I'm afraid we might have finally run out of time. Thank you for joining us today at Humble Hauntings. If you enjoyed today's tale, then feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our show. Don't forget to share with friends and family as well, because after all, when it comes to exploring the unknown, the more, the scarier. And remember, my spookables, home is where the haunt is.